Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Room 104 with Cormac and Saoirse. FM 104. Still to come for you tonight on the show, we're going to be talking to somebody who uh, sold themselves into medical research to try and get a bit of money. And we're talking tonight about those strange, weird, odd jobs you've had. Maybe you're doing a Gary V hustling on the side. I don't know what it was, but the strangest ways you've ever made money. Do let us know. Uh, 0876797. We'll be talking uh, 104. You need the last three digits you of the do. phone number. Otherwise, you'll be texting nothing. And that's not going to do us any favours No, but at all. you should know it already. You should there know you the last three digits already. Yeah, we should just say, oh, it's seven, six, seven, nine, seven. And you can finish the rest in your head. Happy day. So the strangest ways you've made money, we'll be talking to a guy, he's from uh, Irish born and he's, he's from County Down, but he went and uh, made a couple of grand selling himself in uh, med- different medical research things that were happening up in Belfast. Now... join a very special, elite, privileged group of people who have won themselves some beautiful, uh, demotivational beer mats. Yes. That's what you get if you guess the lie tonight. And who's coming on to play Poker Face tonight is Irish comedian. He's in the middle of his brand new tour, touring his new show, Reformer, all around the country. If you haven't seen it yet, you, you really should go and, and check it out. I haven't seen him yet and I need to what because... What you mean? You're we've, a scumbag. We've become very good friends. Oh really, Danny? Yeah, is that right? Danny? Yes, I was just leaving you along there so people would doubt the friendship. Oh my God. Do you know what? I was like, this is like, this is like Greece. It's like, Danny, is that, like, why are you changing? Is that you? Oh, uh, what's the story, Danny? So how many, how many dates have you done? How many has, ha, are left, oh, by the way? We haven't gone on I, any dates yet. Boo, boo, boo. Yeah, the lads. <laughs> sure, sure, oh, I just, sure, I just sure. heard a couple of mics dropping on the floor there in your studio. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it well, we're, clo- we're finishing the show early tonight we're not going to beat that see you now oh, I, feel oh, great. Um, I think I've got about, I've about nine shows left I'll go to California next week for um, for a few gigs and then I'm back and I think I've got about uh, drrr, one year I've got, I've got, I've got eight left uh, you uh, did where were you you were in Tala last week was that right yeah that was great crack. I've only got one Dublin date left actually which is Drake on the 19th of March so two days after the Paddy's Day that's not, that's not going to happen because of coronavirus Oh. oh, actually, your gig or the Paddy's Day Festival? The Paddy's Day Festival, yeah, may not happen. Yeah, oh, well, like to be honest, Ireland's livers could probably do it a break year on year off. Yeah, there you go. Yes, we yes. could. Inter- intermittent drinking. This will just make us be worse that yeah. day. 
Yeah, maybe. Maybe if they cancel Paddy's Day. Um, okay, so Danny's going to come on, and if you can spot, well, he's on right now, but he's, if you can spot which uh, of the three stories he will tell you about himself, which one of those is not true, is a lie, you will uh, win yourself some exclusive room on a four beer mat. So he's got three things about himself, and one he, he has completely fabricated and made up. Is Danny a good liar? Who knows? But Danny, sir, are you good to go? I'm good to go. Tell you what, tell us the first thing about yourself. The first thing about me is that when I was younger, I was in a Spice Girls music video. A real one? A real one. Oh my God. I can't cope with this. If this is true. Don't tell us, but if it's true, okay. I will not be able to deal. Okay, that's a good one. That's the first story. We might uh, <clears throat> ask you a question or two more about that in a minute. What's the second thing? Number two, when I was nine, I got food poisoning in the form of salmonella from my granny who gave me chicken sandwiches going to school and I was hospitalised for three <laughs> months and nearly had to stay back a year in school. Hang on, hang on. What? For three months? Yeah, I was in hospital for three months. I was in, uh, there was like a children's wing in Hollis Street at the time and then I was moved to Cherry Orchard. What? <laughs> now that is definitely something a granny would do. Just because they're Is old. It yeah, because they're old and they think they've cooked something properly and they didn't. Or the gr- a granny that hates you. That's something that they oh, do. Yeah, Take true. the chicken sandwiches, Danny. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right, okay. And the third one. Third one is I used to work on an ostrich farm in Wicklow when I was growing up. Yeah, I could believe that. No offense, Danny, but you know. Okay, uh, without giving any more details away just for a second, do you think the first, second or third story, which one of those, before we dig a little bit deeper and try and spot him, catch him out, which one of those do you think is not real? Which one is he lying to you about? 0876797104, when you, when, is it the Spice Girls one? Is it the granny nearly killing him one? Or is it the ostrich farm? Which is not sitting with you well? Which do you kind of go, hmm... I'm not buying that one. Let us know if it's the first, second or third one and you could be winning yourself some beautiful, beautiful exclusive beer mats. 87 6797 104. There we go. We're getting the whole number out. Right, so listen, Danny, um, would you able able to remember what Spice Girls song it was? Uh, yes, it's the Stop video. Oh, I love that <clears> song <throat> and I love that video. Stop yeah. right now, thank you very much. Yeah. That wasn't the one yeah. that was filmed in Stony Batter, was it? Yeah. Yeah, Stony Batter, but also Rathdrum County Wicklow is where my secondary school was. Oh my God. <clears throat> Danny, this has to be a lie. I'm going to say this is a lie. Were there, maybe we can blame the Spice Girls for gentrifying Stony Batter. They, they made it cool and they hip. Did actually, yeah. I got a bit of nostalgia. So can we blame Spice Girls for the sky high rent in Stony Batter? Yeah. I blame them for everything. <laughs> All my failures. Hey, 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 now. Right, I um, love them. All my shortcomings are directly attributed to Jerry Halliwell. <laughs> shortcomings, eh? Hi, oh, uh, hey. right. Okay, so that's that's it. that's mad. Okay, so the stop song it was filmed obviously over here years ago. <clears throat> um, okay, right. The second one, the granny story. I'm kind of a little bit like. Mm. No, I think a granny would do that. I think I'd say that's happened to many kids. Actually, <gasps> really? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> Never live to tell the tale. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That'll be another uh, prime special exposing the lunches that killed a special on prime time. I mean, the real question is, did she survive? Yeah. Did she? <laughs> one of the this is off topic a little bit. Another time she made me sandwiches once, right? And it was when it was in the nineties, and it's when peanut butter was kind of like a, it was a new fad. It was out there with like. Gino Ginelli pizzas and all that kind ah, of crap. Ah, Gino Ginelli. That was like that was that was the height of sophistication when I was a kid. I yeah. remember when they come out, like, and uh, 
I remember my granny made me sandwiches going for um, it, at school. I was in primary school, and I opened my um, lunchbox. I believe it was Ninja Turtles. Lovely, and lovely. I uh, she had gone fifty fifty butter and peanut butter. Oh, and, it, and I'll never forget that yellow and like brown fifty fifty. <laughs> oh, man, I was, I was so upset, like I nearly burst out crying when I opened my lunch. <laughs> oh God! <clears throat> yeah, oh, your God. granny hated you. Only an Irish granny would butter peanut butter. Yeah. Yeah. They would. So it's like, you know, if you you buttered chocolate spread as well, it was just kind of... Well, hang on a second now. Just off topic, if you were having toast with jam, would you butter it and then put the jam on it? Yeah, but the jam melts, not cold. And I'm pretty the... sure it could have even been margarine then. Same. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Just lard from the bottom of the... Oh. <clears throat> grease from the frying pan that they kind of... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, that's, the, that's that story there. And then the ostrich farm. How long did you work on the ostrich farm for? From about uh, 14 till I was about 16. And what what is involved working on an ostrich farm? Well, they were actually, they were originally kind of for like meat and stuff like that, but the meat wasn't that popular and it kind of became a tourist attraction. <laughs> and it was down in the uh, Glen of Amal. And they had some other stuff. They had sheep and stuff like that there as well. But the ostriches were kind of the highlight. No one wants to hear about a sheep farm. That's true. An True, ostrich yeah. is way more cool than yeah, a sheep. It's far, far yeah. cooler. Okay, you've heard them there and a little bit more about them. <clears throat> is it the first, second or third story in your mind that you're just not not kind of sitting well with? Hang on there a second, Danny. Simon, what's the story? How are you? Uh, good, thanks. Cool. Oh, Denton, fun this evening, Simon? And just listen to you. Listen, listen to what Simon says. Boom, boom. <clears throat> I'm on a roll this evening. I am on a roll. This is just peak session. Yeah. I feel blessed to be Why in the same laughing? room. No. I am, I'm, I'm laughing. No one is laughing. I'm holding back a tear. <laughs> Simon has never gotten that before in his entire life. You're the first person ever <laughs> to say that to Simon. So it's a special moment for him as well. Simon, were you working today? Uh, no, day off today. Back in Thursday. Back in on Thursday? You didn't get a day off. You got two days off. Well, yeah. <laughs> for, for what reason? Uh, just, uh, in two days this week. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Just working two days, sure. Sure, why not? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Simon, what's the uh, strangest job you've ever had? I uh, didn't really have any strange jobs, to be honest. This is the first proper one. Oh, good. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. It's nice to be able to avoid the, the strange, you know, yeah. embarrassing jobs. Yeah, that the I've weird done. jobs. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. What do you think uh, is is not true? What is Danny lying about? Which story? The first, second, or third? Uh, I'm going to go with number one. Got to go number one. All right, hang on there. Let me just check some of the other texts that are coming in and seeing what we have here. Daryl has said number three. Simon has said number one. What are you going with, Saoirse? I think I'm going to go with number one, but at the same time, so this is this is what I'm thinking, okay? Number one, I think, is really random. Well, why the Spice Girls? Why would he think of the Spice Girls? So I think that's really strange, but maybe he was trying to look up something, you know, that he could yeah. incorporate into here. So they did film that video. I know what you mean. Here, so it was kind of maybe a good lie. <coughs> I think he hates his granny, and his granny hates him. Uh, so I think that's true. And then the ostrich farm thing, possibly, yeah. That that I just think that's probably true. Okay, so Mark has texted in there. He's saying number two. Ian has said number one. Uh, good evening, Ian. Margaret. Hello, Margaret. Margaret's also saying number one. So a few people leaning towards uh, number one. Again, the three stories, if you've just tuned in. Irish comedian Danny O'Brien is on playing Poker Face. He's told us three things about himself. Two of them are true. One of them is, in fact, a lie. Uh, the first story is he was 
in was, yeah. the, the Spice Girls video, which was filmed over here, stop, it was filmed in Stony Powder and a part of Wicklow. His granny almost killed him by giving him salmonella from his chicken sandwiches. He was in hospital for three months. Or he used to work on an ostrich farm from the ages of 14 to 16. So again, you're, you're going I'm going to go, I'm going to lock in number one as well. By the way, not one person has texted in saying that number two is a lie. I think number two is a lie. Do you? Yeah, I do. Why? Are you just being the dark horse now? Uh, I, I, I just, I, just, just, just wait. Listen, Danny, I, I'm going with number two. You're going seriously with. I'm going to stick with number one. Number one, and who is going? To... A lot of people are saying number three. Simon is going with number one as well, and then Daryl and a few other people are saying number three. Uh, Danny, just quickly, okay? Obviously, two of these stories are 100 percent true. Sure. Before you reveal which one is the one that you made up, will you tell us which? Just give us one of the stories that is 100% true. One of the stories that's 100% true is the Spice Curl stop video. No! One. My mate, if you look at the video, have a quick look on it on YouTube after this. So we all got pulled out of secondary school and we got to be extras in the video. And when you're actually see, watching the video itself, you'll see, um, you'll see a, a young kid getting tickled. Um, by, uh, I think it's by, by two of the Spice Girls. I think I, I'm pretty sure it's Scary Spice and Sporty Spice. So you'll see in the video anyway. You'll see a young guy getting tickled in like a town square leading forward and the doors are all colourful. That is a kid who was a year ahead of me in school called Connor Parsons. And uh, that, is, that is some serious verification there. And I spoke about it on radio before. And his, I was just, it was about something else but the video came up and his sister rang into the radio station. <laughs> to verify he's like that is my brother that's my brother Connor oh, Parsons yeah. if you're listening uh, 0167971104 <laughs> he got tickled by two Spice Girls we're going to have to find yeah. the mysterious mystic Connor Parsons you'll, you'll, you'll see him getting tickled in it he legit was there because we were all raging with jealousy that he was got tickled by the <laughs> Spice Girls like imagine like you're 14 yeah and, like getting tickled by two Spice Girls game over man yeah. listen Ed, Danny hang on, on there hang on there sorry hang on there for two seconds Simon unfortunately that's not the right answer. Okay, Listen, thanks a million for popping on. Enjoy your day off tomorrow as well, by the way. Yeah. Thank you. And we'll chat you again soon. Right. Uh, okay, so we know that number one is true. So it's between the granny being fake. So you picked number one. I did. I yeah, know. you're out of the game. It's now between grannies and ostriches. <sighs> strange sentence. Anyway, 0876797104. We're going to go find that video on YouTube now to see if we can spot Danny in it. And uh, we'll get, take a couple more guesses after Lizzo good as hell. <laughs> This is Room 104 with Cormac and Saoirse. FM 104. It's Lizzo good as hell. We're in the middle playing uh, this. Irish comedian Danny O'Brien. He's on and he's playing Poker Face. He's got three stories about himself. We now know that he was, in fact, in the Spice Girls Yes, video. he was. And we just um, had a quick look at his friend Connor being tickled Danny it's absolute magic <laughs> I told you I am um, also when I hear that Lady Gaga song all I ever hear in my head is Carrick mine Carrick mine um, and I actually have to go there on Thursday to get new headlights in my car oh there you go phone. well glad we reminded you of that yeah Thanks for that. Right, okay. Hang on there two seconds. So uh, the two stories that are remaining from Danny is that his uh, granny gave him food poisoning when he was uh, in school and he spent three months in hospital, almost had to be kept back. I think that is uh, BS. I don't think that's true. And then the final story is uh, he used to work on an ostrich farm between the ages of 14 to 16. So I think the lie that he, he's, he's bullshitting us about is 
the granny story now. Now, you did say number one, you I were did. knocked out originally, but what are you going with now? I'm going to go with number three. I really think number two is true. Okay. Foster, what's the story? How are you? I'm grand yourself. Yeah, good, good. What? Long time no chat. Any crack? Yeah. No, no crack. I'm just going into work. Ah, uh, yeah. Just heading into yeah. work. Good old late night Foster. Oh, late night, yeah. Off tomorrow, but it's fine. Oh, oh you're off good. tomorrow. Oh, happy days. Oh, that's nice, all right. Yeah. Fosto, what story do you think Danny is lying about? Uh, number two. Oh, he's with me on this. See, I think you yeah. th- you both think that grannies should be maternal and should be homely and cook lovely sandwiches. Not <laughs> always the case. Grannies don't know how to hurt their kids. My granny couldn't cook to save her life. Really? So she would also have poisoned us if we ever stayed with her. So I totally believe this. Okay. Okay, well, um, right, Danny... Yeah. Gonna have to put everyone out of. Um... Are you ready for this? No, I'm really not ready for this. So okay. we're down to the, the the story is either about the granny killing you or the ostrich farm. You may now no. reveal whether Foster was right and I'm right. Which one of those is not true? Drum roll, please. <laughs> um, the lie is the ostrich farm. No. Uh, no. <laughs> I uh, I tossed. The, the granny one is is 100% true. Wait uh, a second. Sorry. For a second there, I was thinking the opposite. I, I'm i oh, right. You, oh, you, you're kind yeah. of right. Second bite of the Yay. cherry, whatever. I uh, knew his granny hated him. Uh, <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> oh. I love my granny and vice versa, but um, she just she just made some, some poor choices with, uh, <laughs> with, uh, with a cooked refrigerated chicken. Like, but, um, did they know in the hospital? Literally nearly ended me. Did they say in the hospital that this, you being kept in for three months, was all because of your granny sandwich? Well, it was the 90s, so initially they thought I'd appendicitis, prepped me for surgery, and then we're <laughs> going to take my appendix out. Jesus. And then they had to do a, an ultrasound on me, and they're like, yeah, his appendix is grand, it's nothing to do with that. Um, and then they worked out that it was that, and then they kind of traced back to what I'd eaten and stuff like that. Oh, God. Oh, does she feel bad? Uh... Not particularly, not <laughs> I still bring it up on the rack. Uh, hang on a second, Sandy, as well. Fosto, I'm so sorry uh, about that. Uh, <sighs> don't trust Granny's Fosto. And don't trust Danny, because no. he's a very good liar. He is. Yeah. A very good liar. Listen, Fosto, very thanks good. for popping on. Enjoy All your day right, off tomorrow. Yeah. Good bye. luck. Bye, bye, bye. Okay, so Danny, you're, uh, you didn't work on the ostrich farm. There is an ostrich farm out in Wicklow, though, as you said, isn't there? Yeah, that's why I, I said that because it was a nice little seed to plant. Yeah, yeah, I've seen signs <laughs> Very for it random before. as well. Right, well, there you go, um, Danny. You you were in a come here. Where? What time? Can you see yourself in the Spice Girls video? No, it's all a blur. We were in Michael Collins as well, and Angela's ashes. No big deal. So you're just like in the background. I was saying to Cormac, yeah, you yeah. might have been one of the kids running past. Uh, no, I don't remember doing any running. I think we we're all just in the melee, just gawking at our friend getting tickled. Did you get paid for it? Hormonal rage. (laughs) Yeah, I think think we did. I think we got like whatever, like a small fee at the time. Like wasn't much. So it should have been. Extra. Yeah, there we go. Well, listen, uh, Danny, thanks for that. You did not work on an ostrich farm. You were in a Spice Girls video. Stop, that was filmed over a few years ago. Uh, A long time ago, I should say. And then you're, yeah, as you said, your granny almost killed you. Yep, correct. Right, so uh, before we let you go, oh, before we let you go, actually, sorry, one question. You've obviously been gigging for the last number of years, doing comedy for, what, 10, 11, 12, 12 years? 12 now? years now, yeah. 12. I know along the way you've probably picked up a few odd odd jobs outside of comedy. What's the strangest gig you've, you've ever had? Or the strangest job, I should say, not comedy. Jeez. Strangest uh, job you've ever done. I, Jesus Christ. I remember when I was in Australia, I was backpacking. I did about 14 different jobs, ranging from labouring on a desalination plant, furniture removal, 
uh, I used to be a youth justice worker and then I was a, a social care worker in homeless and addiction services and every kind of hospitality job in between, waiter, um, you name it. Like The strangest job. Actually, I'll tell, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you the least qualified job that I've ever done that I had no business doing and I was absolutely terrible at. My mate is an English builder. And, uh, like, he, he develops properties and stuff now, but, like, we were backpacking in Australia. He'd, he'd been a builder and a carpenter qualified since he was, like, you know, 16 or something, and I'd never worked on a building site. And he blagged the two of us a job building the foundations of a new pediatric wing in of the hospital in room in Western Australia. And the only reason the two of us got the job is because the Australian foreman uh, thought it was funny that an Englishman and an Irishman would be asking to work together and had a bet on to see how long it would take us to have a punch up on the building. Side. Oh, for God's sake. That is, that's not a true story. And how long did it take? About four days. Oh, lovely, lovely. That's a random joke. The strangest, the weirdest job I have ever had, right? It was one of the most embarrassing moments of my entire life was when, you, when you're doing, trying to be a comedian, you earn minus, you, you don't earn a thing. You're, you're broken, you think you're going to make it. You don't make it. And yeah. you, you'll take anything that comes. And a mate of, a mate of ours, Danny, actually, <clears throat> was like, hey, I've got this gig at the Aviva, D- Daddy Money. It was one of those oh, promo no. gigs. Yeah, it was one of those promo gigs outside the stadium. Mm-hmm. And they just told you, listen, it was like 300 quid for the day. So you're like, oh, that's like a month's, that's a year's salary. Uh, as a comedian, right? <laughs> and they got up and didn't know what the crack was, so I had to put on this bright yellow top, a bright yellow beanie, and they were like, you're going to be shouting at the crowd coming into this World Cup qualifier on top of a, a, w- a little wooden box and we'll give you a, a megaphone. So the megaphone was, in fact, a, just a cone. No. It was just a, like a, a, a long yellow cone. You were like a little soapbox minion. That's exactly what it was. So they got the idea from the London Olympics years ago where lads were sitting on high chairs, you know, like um, yes. referee tennis referee chairs. Yeah, 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 and they yeah. had actual like loudspeaker microphones and they were trying to get amp cool. up the crowd. Yeah, and they had, you know, they, they tried to amp up the crowd and they were away from anyone. And they were like, all right, go on there ahead now. So they sent you off with your little yellow box and you put it on the ground outside one of the main gates. No. And there's 50,000 people coming in you're like um, and you just absolutely hate every inch of your soul right yeah, everyone walking by is dying inside they're just like what are you do? shut up pal like yeah. the Irish crowds generally don't need too much no. amping up for want of a better word and then if I find a picture of this I'll post it I actually was an extra in another ad years ago and it was it was dirt this must be 10 years ago it was Dermot Whelan um, I did a few ads but then I did some extra work in ads as well just whatever because if you did the extra work, you got paid. Yeah. Um, but also, you might get featured. So sometimes you'd be jammy, you'd just be a background extra. But if you're featured in it, you get like whatever, like, you know, 800 quid or something. And it was brilliant, you know. But I was in an ad for, uh, oh, geez, I think it was, I can't remember. It was, it was Fig Rolls, actually. And I had to dress up as a taste bud, which involved wearing like, uh, like, like a red spandex suit with like <laughs> coronavirus, <laughs> with like coronavirus. Uh, Coronavirus, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, oh my god, yeah, and and like sometimes there was like three other people, and I've seen them since that. And like we just see each other, like we saw each other in an STD clinic or something. We just, oh, like like, that was our nan. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but the worst part about that gig when I was doing it, it was horribly just. I don't want to say it wasn't the most humiliating thing, but it was awkward and embarrassing, and it was it was just horrible. And I was standing there, and I knew my mates were going to the match, and I was like, "There isn't a chance in hell that in oh, the crowd no. of fifty thousand people coming to the view they're going to see." It. There's no way. I'm like, it's, don't, "Don't be worrying about it, Cormac." So I'm there going, Woo, my, yeah, 
and I turn around and six of my mates who had, had a few jars on them walk around the corner. Oh no, there's oh, nothing worse. I think that was the last time I cried myself to sleep. Yeah, I was that, would, like, that would do it for me as oh, well. Oh, mother of God. Well, um, listen, Danny, thanks for sharing those. Thanks for popping on again. Your no last worries. Dublin date is in the Drake. What's the date? March 19th. Um, that's if I get back from America in one piece. But yeah, March 19th in Drake. Um, that's the last Dublin date. And then about eight or nine. All of them are on my website, which is com. And the socials is DOB Comedy on Twitter and Instagram? Yeah, all of that. Lovely stuff, sir. Listen, thanks a million for popping on. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Thanks, Danny. Cheers. Bye-bye. So um, we want to talk for, for just for a little bit about the strangest, weirdest jobs that you've ever done or weirdest ways that you've made money in any way, shape or form. So whether you're broke, whether you have to sell family heirlooms online, whatever you've done, any of those horrifically bad promo gigs, the worst, strangest ways that you've ever made money, let us know. 0876797104 because the guy who's going to be coming on to the show next, he started off, get this, he started off signing up for medical experiments in, in Belfast which I did not know you could do you hear like of you know they're testing drugs in America and you get 10 grand for yeah blah, blah. I didn't I know didn't you could, know do, you that could here. do that here no yep. I didn't either uh, I'd, I never heard of anyone personally doing yeah. it yeah neither have I so he's going to be on next talking about doing that and then how that led him to go travelling for a few years and now has one of the most successful travel blogs out there which generates him several million a year yeah okay so we're all doing something wrong He's now earning several million a year. His name is Johnny Ward. He's going to be on uh, live on the line next here on FM 104. This is Room 104 with Cormac and Saoirse. FM 104. It's Cormac and Saoirse here on FM 104. And the way the world has gone, and especially living in Dublin, it can be a rather expensive place to live. Very expensive place to live. Um, yeah. Most people can't afford to live outside of their family home, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm still kind of there. Uh, the, the only place you look is like, oh, well, I might move into my car. and That might be fancy. Yeah, unless you know someone or have a family member who might be giving you a handout, as in like... You're just waiting you... for your granny to die. You're like, yeah. come on. Letting you rent for cheap or that kind of thing. Otherwise, you're screwed. Yeah, so if if you're like that, you know, you're working your nine to five, um, you maybe working even still right now. I think everyone is always trying to make a bit of money on the side. Yeah, they are. So I remember years ago thinking, how am I going to make extra money with stuff I have in my house? Mm, yeah. So, because I'm not creative, I was like, well, maybe I could start making these crochet characters that I had done before. Oh, yeah. It yeah. just took me far too long and it just wasn't going to be worthwhile. So I started trying to sell clothes online. Didn't making work. three euro here and there. It didn't work. But even to be able to get three euro for a top that was in your wardrobe was pretty decent. Yeah. Um, so if you've ever, um, let us know what your, your strangest side hustle has been or just other ways that you've tried to make money over the years. It can be serious or it can be random. It can be online. It can be offline. Let us know. We'll try and find one of the strangest kind of part-time jobs you've ever done. How have you tried to make money in a bit of a strange, weird, wonderful way? 0876797104. If it is just selling stuff online, let us know. Was it worthwhile? But we're talking to somebody now because you always hear of these people who are quote unquote living the dream yep. and I know the grass is always greener on the other side but you hear of people who are making their money doing mad stuff online travelling the world online and you're always kind of like how? How and really? They like, must be super smart though. Are they super smart? Are they just better than us? But we tracked down an Irish guy who runs a very successful travel blog who's made a phenomenal amount of money from doing this and he recently kind of opened up about how he got to where he is today so maybe he'll be able to provide you some insights into how exactly you can start making a bit of extra money at 
Johnny Ward, sir, how are you? Hey guys, how are you doing? Now, you are not the Johnny Ward who was on Dancing with the Stars <laughs> slash, was it Fair City that he was in yeah. as well? Not him. You know, I'm 36 now, I left Ireland when I was 18, but I missed all that, and then someone recently told me that there's someone else stealing my name out there. <laughs> but no, that's not me. The only thing is, you're the only one that has a blue tick. Oh, is that right? Yeah, so you have more followers than the other Johnny Ward, yeah. believe it or not. That makes me feel very important. Well, very important, Mr. Johnny Ward. Can you tell tell us all, how do you make your, your living now in 2020? Uh, well, it's been the same, actually, for the last 10 years. I'm a blogger, so I left university in 2006 broke. I come from a single parent family, didn't have any money or anything, so I grew up in welfare for most of my childhood and then as soon as I finished university, I wanted to travel. Couldn't travel because I had no money and my mum obviously couldn't afford to give me any money, so I went and taught English in uh, Thailand and in South Korea. And I did that for on and off for a couple of years, travelling around Asia. Did the standard Irish working holiday visa in Australia. Realised that the corporate world wasn't quite for me, so I started blogging about how I was teaching English in Asia and all this and it kind of took off. It was 10 years ago and I'm still blogging away now, 10 years on. I would have only thought that the only way you can make money blogging online is by being a makeup reviewer person. <laughs> They're the only people you see making money online, like an Irish guy who isn't getting his hoop out online. I mean, th- this is impossible. This can't be happening. It's a lot easier than it sounds. You know, I'm awful with technology, and if I get locked out of Gmail, it takes me about a week to find out how to get back in. So, <laughs> I mean, everyone does it, but if I can do it, anyone can do it. When I read that actually yesterday, when I read the article, I thought, that's me, in a nutshell. And, and that's my mum. My mum has seven different faces. Facebook accounts and she's constantly adding me on Instagram and Facebook again she's like I couldn't log in so I just created a new account <laughs> please go back to your first account will you right. it's a difficult world online I tell you it is but you've obviously made a lot of money doing this well I think the difference is for me I'm quite honest online my spelling's not the greatest I swear too much my photographs aren't filtered so you know it's all well and good some gorgeous girl or guy in a bikini on a, on a surfboard with five million followers but people are detached from that aren't they they just see another beautiful rich person that doesn't mean anything or just a normal person who went out and then had this goal of being the first person from Ireland to visit every country in the world and I documented that and people would, I hope could at least be like well this is just a normal guy doing something cool so clearly it's possible Do you mind asking I know you've mentioned it maybe to other places and I know we're a bit nosy and you obviously don't have to answer this question it's a very personal question but <laughs> How much money have you made from your blog? Well, the thing is, I'm, I'm very open about it, both online and in person. So originally, my blog was created to show people that they can come from poor families, whatever, and still live a cool life and travel, and it's not just rich gap year kids who can do it. So then I was really transparent about how I was living off $5 a day for years and all this, sleeping in bus station. And then advertisers started advertising on my blog, and about five years into blogging, so from around 2012... I started making like a grand a month and two grand a month and five and ten and twenty and thirty and yeah, it kind of took off, which is really crazy. Especially, I've never seen numbers like that in my life and then suddenly it's flowing into my bank account. And then I recently calculated it's probably about two million euro. Pretty crazy. Should I say that again? Yeah, I know, it's wild. <laughs> two million euro? Uh, yeah. That is... Seriously, what are we doing? Mental. What are we doing? Can I just ask, how much work <laughs> have you to put in to get two million? Like, are you just travelling just not filtering yourself saying it how it is 
you know what my mom says when the story went when I made my first alien about four or five years ago when I wrote an article about it and then suddenly I'm inundated with people asking me how you did it and all this and, and my mom said you she didn't invent the quote and like she'd probably like to claim it. You work your whole life to become an overnight success. You know what I mean? So people see everything on Instagram and think, Oh, this guy just turned up and it's, and suddenly you've got money in your bank account. But it's not like that. Especially with online stuff like blogging and YouTube or Instagram or whatever. You essentially start your channel or, or blog in my case and you work for free for years hoping that you can make something of it but there's no guarantee so you have to graft and graft and graft and you don't really know if there's going to be any payout at the end of the day but I'm a big believer if you if you want it hard enough you'll make it happen and that's what I did I didn't give up I mean it's unbelievable it's to talk to someone who's actually doing it it is the dream and, and fair play to you because I know you did mention years and years of sleeping in bus stations and doing nothing and one of the articles we saw online were you signing up for like medical research to get paid? <laughs> oh. Yeah, well, it's a bit of a long story, but straight after university, I was working in summer camps. I worked in summer camps in the USA every summer. You know, that, like Camp America stuff. So you yeah, mates of mine did that as well. Yeah. I worked for two months. Yeah, it's great. And then, anyway, I travelled around the USA. I had no money anyway. I shouldn't go into the overdraft and went to Vegas, lost a bit of money there, and I came back to Ireland with, with zero. And I wanted to go and teach English in Thailand. And the course itself cost about a grand or 1500 and I needed to fly to Thailand, another 500 whatever, and I had no money. So then I had this, I saw this thing in the, in the paper that I could do medical research in Belfast. I went for the longest one because it paid me the most. So I got locked in the hospital for 33 days or something and you're not allowed out. You have to stay in this one room the whole time to go to monitor you to be sure you're not having like a sneaky kind of Guinness or a sneaky uh, Mars bar on the side because you've got to eat everything that they tell you to eat to see how it reacts with the drugs that they're testing. Oh um, my God. And then I got paid two grand in the north so I got paid two grand sterling-ish and then I just used that to pay for my English teaching qualification and then I won my ticket to Thailand and then, never really, and then I never moved back to Ireland as soon as I got so that. So if you're listening, the secret to reaching the life of your dreams, <laughs> sign up to a dodgy medical lab up the north, right, in Belfast, get some money and then travel. I've still, you know, I've still got a scar on my arm because yeah, I used to take samples, like 25 samples a day or whatever, and I'd, I'd stick with some plastic in my veins and take samples so much that they couldn't keep injecting you and you're looking at it now. I took a scar on my arm. It was worth it, though. It definitely well, were was, Were there yeah. risks attached to that? Well, you just sign everything, don't you? I mean, to be honest, it's not a great endorsement of medical research. You start growing a foot out of your yeah. head and they're like, well, listen, sorry, Johnny, unfortunately, that was, the side effects. That was clause number three. If any feet grow out of your head, exactly. you're, you're, you're waving that. That's amazing. That's probably one of the strangest ways I've, I've ever heard of someone yeah, making cash. Yeah, I've heard cash. a few people do it, but not for that length of time. Oh, yeah. So, so what? I kind of I kind of figure that if it gets to the stage that they're willing to test it on humans, it should be fine. <laughs> I love that. That's, ah, it'll probably be okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. They've gotten through the mice. Yeah. We should be it's all right. one or two. But apparently we're stronger yeah. than mice yeah. anyway, so it's fine. That's oh, amazing. So the, the 33 days in, were you allowed visitors around or were you literally locked no, in the one nothing, room? nothing. I think maybe you were allowed visitor once or 10 years ago, so I think you were allowed one visitor once, like a prison visit where it's like behind a closed door. Yeah, you just weren't allowed to, because they were obviously at the press and being in there and they know that people are going to try to smuggle food and snacks and everything. Oh no, that's torture for me. I think I'd find a different way to make money. When you were in the place for 33 days, like what, what was your day like? Were you allowed to watch TV or have a laptop or how did you keep yourself like from going <laughs> you know, crazy? It was 2006. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. So even, like, the internet wasn't developed as it was yeah. now. So YouTube didn't have loads of stuff. It was really boring. I watched them, um, the, the full-length director's cut of Lord of the Rings 1, 2, and 3 for that four and a half hours a piece. I was going to say, that was about 20 days. Yeah. That was, that was 20 days, though. You got through most of it. Like, in a way, you're getting paid to sit there and watch Lord of the Rings mm. and sleep. And, you know, in this day and age, it's actually a bit better because, I mean, the internet's far more developed. Especially if you're something like a blogger. I could have worked the whole time. I'm oh, God, yeah. God, yeah. You could start your blog there. Day one in the lab (laughs) the drugs are starting to take effect I don't know what's going on anymore amazing well you've come pretty far since then and you've travelled as you said pretty much the world at this point but you know how did you get from that point to being able to travel the world and start making the money that you actually did make I just think it's being honest and genuine so many frauds online and everyone's a bloody snake oil salesman trying to sell you this or that and I don't do any of that rubbish so I just try to be myself and then being fortunate to be from Ireland and no one had ever visited every country in the world so then I I became the first person to do that and it just opens doors for you and people come and you get opportunities to do stuff and then I started a, a non-profit foundation where we build playgrounds and malaria clinics and schools and kindergartens and stuff for, for refugee status um, communities around the world called Medita Adventure and I've been doing that for the last few years so if you just make your own opportunities really and then Fulcher Ireland has just asked me to come over to do this challenge to visit all 26 counties so I'm going to be back in Ireland actually in 8 days to do that on their Keep Discovering Hang on, hang on, all 26? Well we know where their political elite <laughs> Just lie. Hang on a second. <laughs> <laughs> Issue between the north and the south. <laughs> they can only afford to pay me for 26. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> His fee's too high. It's like, oh, don't worry about it. Right, well, listen, um, Johnny, thanks a million for coming on and speaking to us. It's one of the strangest ways, the medical research that I've ever heard. Yeah. You know, people, it, It's an interesting one. It is interesting. Uh, and it's great to hear the success of the blog. I think the, re- the secret is, Saoirse, that he's a genuine, decent person, and we're not. We're not. We're fake, and what we want to scum- do we're, is... We're scumbags. We're scumbags that want to get our hoop out because... <laughs> think that's what's going to make us money. <laughs> We're completely wrong side of this altogether. But, uh, Johnny... To be honest, chat, chatting for a living is not the end of the world either, guys. Oh, I know. Yeah, to be honest with you. It we is, don't get two million, though. It's not a real job. And uh, <laughs> as soon as we do get our two million, we'll be straight over to you exactly. in, in, in Egypt and see what the crack is. But, uh, Johnny, what is your uh, Instagram and website so, you know, someone listening right now wants to see what you're doing? So my surname's Ward, Johnny Ward. So my blog and Instagram and all my social media stuff's One Step Forward with the number four. Oh, Very I like smart, it. yeah. One Step Forward. We'll definitely share that out via FM 104. 
our social media channels this evening. Uh, listen, thanks Thank a million for uh, popping on. Very best luck in the future. And who knows, we, if we do, do wind up ever getting getting on the travel blog buzz, we'll, we'll give you a shout and see what happens. All right, wish me luck in Yemen. I'll see you again, guys. Thanks a lot. Fingers crossed. Good luck. Thanks, Johnny. Bye. Thanks, Johnny. Okay, well, there you go. One of the uh, most interesting ways that you can make money. If you've ever had any sort of strange way or a weird job, do let us know how you've been making a little bit of extra money on the side. 87 at 104 and we'll take some some of those comments after these this podcast may contain content which is suitable for listeners over the age of 18 only discretion is advised and we were just chatting to Irishman Johnny Ward not the fair city actor not the uh, Dancing with the Stars did he win it? Um, I don't, think, Dancing he, with I the don't Stars? think he did he was very it. good though Brilliant dancer. And he was in uh, Copper's The Musical. Very yeah. talented uh, actor as well. Stupidly talented man, in fairness to him. I actually, do you know what? I was getting petrol one day and he opened the door for me. Mm-hmm. He was coming out of the petrol station. And it's one of those moments where, you know when you're just gasping for air because someone's so beautiful? I couldn't believe how stunningly beautiful he is. Yeah, I guess a lot He's of people around me every day do that. I'm like, it's okay, shh, it's fine, don't worry about it. No, you don't. They're more gasping because of the smell. <laughs> Yeah, please have a shower. Right. So uh, uh, yes. Johnny Ward, by the way, he runs uh, One Step for Ward, a mm. travel blog, and he's been running it for 10 years, and for five years he was smashed broke, not making a penny up from it. But it has grown to the point where he now makes uh, millions from it. He does, yeah. Wow. Travelling the world, doing whatever he wants, being real, as he said. Genuine and authentic. So fair play to him, he makes millions a year off it. He started off um, signing up for medical experiments and medical research to make a few quid and we were asking what was the strangest weirdest thing you used to do making money I mean we're all trying to earn a little bit of extra on the side because you know we're in that hustle gig economy culture where if you're not hustling 20, if you're not ignoring your family on the birth of your firstborn child to go out and do a bit of side money hustling yeah, uh, what are you doing with your life so we're just asking what are some of the ways the strangest ways you've ever made money now Harry is after messaging and saying as kids we used to go around with lawnmowers cutting people's grass that's, that's not that's a good they would never allow that now. Because lawnmowers are dangerous. Oh, there'd be health and safety. To be honest with you, uh, Harry, no one, if you do buy a new gaff, has a front garden anymore. <laughs> and that's true. Most people it's are like, living in apartments and uh, so on. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, But it reminds me, and I should not um, mention this, but I, I feel as if we're in a safe space here. And this is one of the most horrible things that I've ever done in my life, right? Oh, yeah. A very, very bold, rude thing that I did to make money as a kid. Okay. Myself and two of my mates. They're no longer my mates. Don't worry about it anymore. Did you pickpocket? No, no, I didn't pickpocket. I was pretty actually, yeah, I did in in a, in a bit of a weird way, right? This is theft. It was fraud. We got a when I was eleven or twelve. We personal computers were coming out. So Gateway, do you remember the Gateway computers? Yes. They shut down after a while. Yeah. We got one of those, and I had Microsoft Word, and me and my two mates decided for a summer job. And I apologize. I I, I put my hand up, and I apologize before I even say this. Right? We made up fake sponsorship cards on Microsoft Word. No. Printed them out, pretended to be from the scouts, oh. and knocked door to door saying there was a village cleanup. And would you like to sponsor the scouts? Oh, you are horrible. And then we legged it down to the leisureplex and just took our twenty or thirty quid that we made and did that several days a week. No. Then we knocked into someone's door, That's and we're genius. like, "Hey, hey, we're from the scouts." And she goes, You're "From the scouts, we're just raising some money for the village cleanup next week." There's a village cleanup next week. Who sent you around? Oh, why? I'm on the board of the scouts. Oh, karma. Dun, dun, dun. So we were like, okay, she was like, well, yeah, see you, bye. The best one though, and I swear to God, this this happened 100%, this is true. We were going around with our sponsorship cards. We knocked into the door of this house. <laughs> Some lad in his 30s 
answers the door bollock naked. I'm talking absolutely bollock Every, naked. He had naked. a glass door, nothing on him, right? Absolutely naked, answers the door. And we were there going, uh, uh, we're, we're, would you like to sponsor the Scouts for the village cleanup next week? And he looked, and I swear to God, he turns around and goes, sorry, lads, there's nothing on me. No, he didn't. Uh... <laughs> he did, yeah. We're like, did you get it at the time? That. We, could, oh, oh, we lost it. our mind. Yeah, I'm, I feel really bad because that's illegal. That was fraud. That's hilarious, though. But um, that yeah. was very funny. But no, that's terrible. That's horrible. It is, isn't it? I mean, when I was younger, I was in a band uh, in school, and we used to on the slide charge people to come and watch us <laughs> in the yard, so they had to pay five p. <laughs> 5p and then eventually <laughs> the principal yeah. copped on and was like well, you can't take money from people Why in the yard that should be uh, that's entrepreneurial isn't it I mean, fair we play were very good I mean we had our own you know little handheld recorders and everything we were making um, writing our own music yeah you know singing it performing of course you're going to charge in oh, are, the, are the arts not valuable exactly you, know, you should be paid for your time and your money and your skill um da 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 Oh, look at this. Told the teacher you lost your sponsorship money. Do you remember the, was it the MS Readathon used to be a thing and other sponsorship cards for Trocra yeah. and that kind of stuff? Yeah, I'm sure kids bagged that. Oh, God. I think I probably might, may have taken a pound or 50 cent just to Ooh, go down to shop. At oh, some God, point, yeah. Or I remember going up to my mom's locker she used to have a locker beside the bed she'd leave like a bit of loose change you, but she you, had the choker box beside it so you know that was meant to go in there yeah. but it wasn't in there yet yeah. so I just took it. Wow. Because I was like, well, I need it. Did you ever steal money from the collection that went around at Mass? No. Oh, God, no. Oh, okay, good. Did you? No, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. I swear to God, I did. I hadn't got the balls to do <laughs> the that. The priests now. needed that. I know, yeah. They still do. They still do. Um, a couple of the texts we didn't get back to a little bit earlier on. If Saoirse is looking at doing different types of exercise, she is welcome to pop down to the Dublin Rebels American football training session on a Wednesday now, evening. Now, I read this <laughs> and I don't know what American football even is. Now, I do know what it oh, is, but on. I don't know. Is it like rugby? I know it's American listen, football, listen. but is it like rugby? That's why you're going to go training. Do you honestly think, sorry, this lovely man, Paul, you look very handsome and buff in your picture and that's how I imagine these players be... Yeah, you know, strong, very attractive. I am five foot one. I would love to see you in a helmet tiny. and pads. It would be so funny. You're just like this little kid like running around. Going, your, your head be falling over. Be too heavy with the helmet <laughs> on. Oh, what's going on? Um, okay, if you've any other strange, weird ways that you've made money, maybe not you know illegal or committing fraud, which I did as a child, let us know. Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. What we have to do as well. We kind of got pushed back for time, but for Paddy's Day, we're trying to find out the single greatest establishment in Dublin to serve you up a pint of Guinness. So we want to know your recommendations. We are throwing the world's first uh, pint of Guinness World Cup that will take place with 32 of Dublin's best Guinness places. They'll be going into groups. They'll be fighting it out on Twitter. You will be voting. You'll be getting involved and helping decide the cities and the capital's best pint of Guinness. So we need some recommendations. Where would you recommend is the single greatest place in Dublin to get yourself a pint of Guinness? Because we need 32 places to fill up the first ever Pint of Guinness World Cup. We'll take a few of the suggestions that have come in. And if you have any more, by the way, let us know. You can WhatsApp us 87 And we'll get back to it right after the script the last time. 
This is Room 104 with Cormac and Saoirse. FM 104. Cormac and Saoirse here on FM 104. Uh, still to come on the show, we'll be talking about how if you're an iPhone user, uh, that actually won't apply to you here, but sometimes people have complained if they have an iPhone that every so often, usually a month or so before a new model of an iPhone is released, their phone starts slowing up. Always happens to me um, and I refuse to buy a new one until I only get 10 minutes out of charging in full whack before yeah. it dies again. Alright, so a case has been settled or is about to be settled over in the United States involving Apple which may see them having to refund iPhone users because of uh, deliberately slowing down older phones before a new release and a new phone came out. So we'll be talking about that a little bit after 11 o'clock on Control Alt Delete and some of the other mad tech stories that are around. Uh, Right now we're looking for your suggestions for the best place in town, not in town, I should say, in all of Dublin, north, south and the city centre. Where is the best place to get a Guinness? We're throwing the world's first pint of Guinness World Cup in the lead up to Paddy's Day and you can get involved. There'll be uh, voting, there'll be interaction, it'll all be done on Twitter. Before we do that, this message came in just about making money back in the day from Janet. How are you? Back in the day when you got money for returning glass bottles to the shop, we used to take the bottles from the back of the... <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. take the bottles from the back of the shop and bring it into the shop to get the money for returning them. We got away with it. <laughs> oh, my God. How stupid were they? Genius. And they must have loved you for years. Aren't you very good? Now, thanks Brilliant. so much All for these, doing that. Yeah. How much, how much, Janet, did you make? That would have been, been pounds as well. Yeah, and worth, then, a, worth way more. That's hilarious. That's such a such beautiful. beautiful I love spot. lazy ways of earning money, and that's your typical lazy way of earning money. Yeah, it definitely that. is, isn't it? So, uh, thank you for that. So now we're just looking for some suggestions on where is the best places in the county of Dublin to kind of get yourself Guinness. The grave diggers of a boy Glasnevin Cemetery, best point of Guinness around. That has come in a lot. Yeah, Philip, thank you for that. That is a. Uh, uh, a serious contender. It is now. Last night, a few people Instagram Instagrammed me. Oh, what's your Instagram? The, Give yourself a free plug there. Is it at Sirsha underscore long? It is actually. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. No worries, yeah. Um, but Brendan said the Old Mill in Tala or Thomas David's GAA Club. Mm, yeah, I've been to the Old Mill in Tala. It does a very nice point against. Does it? Okay, yeah. and Keen said Walsh's. I don't know where Walsh's is. Oh, Walsh's in Stony Batter. Yeah. A blue one. That's what he did and say. Up until, uh, up until recently, it was voted one of the best pubs. I think it might have was been it? into 2017 or 2018. They had a big sign on the side of it. And they only got carb machines in there in the last year. So it used to be a proper old man pub where you'd go and have to be cash. No. Don't have card stuff now. Yeah. And now they've gotten with the times. And they've well, gotten with the times. Apparently just, just with very that, yeah. good Guinness. They do a phenomenal Guinness. Yeah. Uh, Darren said Lucky's. Where's Lucky's? I don't know. don't know where Lucky's is. And Aaron said the Swan. Oh, where's the Swan? Don't know. The Swan and Fingless. Where we're going to have to look these up. They didn't say. He didn't say location. Okay, so we've had that. City Arms. That comes in from Thomas. Thank you very much for that. The best point I've had was in an unusual place. It was the Gate Theatre, and I'll be back there again. Really? That's Amanda. Thank you for that, Amanda. Jeez, when's the last time I was in the Gate Theatre? Oh, that was over Christmas. What did you, what did you go and see in there now? I went to see uh, Scrooge. Was it based on someone in here? Yeah. <laughs> You know exactly who it was. I do indeed. Best pint of Guinness in Dublin. The Old Stand pub on Exchequer Street. Yeah. I don't think I've been there. Mm-hmm. Where is that? On Exchequer Street. On is Exchequer that, is Street. That, yeah, but is it a big one or is it... I think it's on the corner. I'm trying to think of where that could be. Let me see where else we've gone. I need right, to try so. these places. I'm writing them all down, by the way, so don't worry. Uh, 0876797104. If you want to let us know where you would recommend the best place in Dublin is for getting yourself a pint of Guinness. So, 
there are some good suggestions that we had in there anyway. Yeah, we've got a good few now. And there's a few reoccurring ones. This is what happened when we did the Takeaway World Cup a while back. But you know what we could do is that to qualify for the Pint of Guinness World Cup is that you will need to get at least two nominations for your pub. Yeah. But listen, we'll take all of them uh, on a kind of first come, first serve basis. But if we get more than 32, it'll be going to qualifying. Let us know when you are dreaming of a creamy pint of Guinness to drink responsibly. Just have one and then go home and pray yourself to sleep. Where is it? that you would recommend. Where do you find you have the best point of Guinness? 87 WhatsApp us and let us know. Yeah, exactly. It might be your local pub. Maybe yeah, the, lo- the, the sneaky locals, that's what we want. Yeah. One, we, we've got the usual ones in and around the city, Yeah, but places like, I know the Gravediggers is kind of famous as well, but we've had a few, what was the one, the Gunpowder in Clondalkin. Yeah, but even the Gay Theatre. Gay Theatre is a sneaky one. That's yeah. a very sneaky one. And a GAA <laughs> club. Yeah, well, yeah, GA clubs you'd, you'd hope will be good. Um, okay, just a message in there from Lisa. Good evening, Lisa. The weirdest job for money. For 50 quid a week, I'd lie... Okay, for 50 quid a week, I'd lie in a closed coffin at a tourist attraction in Dublin. And when any tourist would come by or look in the coffin, I'd sit up and scream at them while covered in blood. This counted as being a professional vampire. No <laughs> way. That is the best job oh, ever. Oh, I would love that. I would love that because I'm a fan of now Scarecam. I have released Scarecam Volume 1 and Volume 2, which is up on FM 104's yeah, YouTube. Yeah, I know. You used me in <clears> one of them. It was horrible. My God, Lisa. That is amazing. 50 quid Absolutely a week though amazing. I mean how often were you working how, how long were you in that coffin for would you do it though I mean if you yeah, didn't have to I'd yeah. absolutely love it Lisa that's an amazing job yeah how, how long how many hours were you in that for maybe you could set up your own company your scare company and just go around Dublin Scaring in a people. coffin yeah jumping out and then people have to pay you after Why you know would like they a street performer away. They just run away. No, but when they laugh and then come back, <laughs> then they'll just throw. Here you go, kind sir. Throw some money. <laughs> so you do it to a granny, and she dies, and you're like, "Oh, yeah, yeah. it's gonna wheel this." Oh, uh, you could put the granny in the coffin. <laughs> exactly. Go, Listen, job done. It all works out for everyone. Um, let us know. Listen, we're getting a lot of texts in here. We might give you a buzz back in two seconds. Uh, best place in the city for a pint of Guinness. We're looking for teams for a pint of Guinness World Cup. We're looking for the best pubs. City centre, north, south, west, all over the place. It doesn't matter whereabouts it is. Your local, your hidden gem of a local yeah. would be would be uh, welcome as well. 87 104 and uh, we'll get back to a few more of those texts next. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.